छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. We're such professionals. That's what we do. But, you know, we drink, then we podcast after doing no research. You're the one. Who, I, I, okay, you're the one who drank. And I did research. Let me, let me just be clear about this. When, when you say we, that doesn't actually relate to anything in the real world. See, this was supposed to be the test. You were supposed to be testing the sound, and you're recording. Yeah, I'm recording, so this is all going in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to we Don't Research. Welcome, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. <laughs> so, what have you seen recently? Um... What have I seen recently? I know I rented two movies from Scarecrow last week, and I can only remember one of them right now. This keeps happening. Sadly, the one that I remember is is, is the one that I didn't like. I, I, I think the other one just didn't leave an impression on me, but this one I was like, that was crap. That was pretentious crap. It didn't make any fucking sense. And, and what was this movie? It, it was called uh, The Signal, but it's not, you know, oh, it's, it, it's not the signal that, that we love. And this is a song that came out, like, last year or the year before. With A.J. Bowen, who likes Christmas horror movies. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's his name, A.J. Bowen. Okay. Um, and, but I saw it because it had uh, Lawrence Fishburne in it. And I was like, I love Lawrence Fishburne. Unfortunately, not in this movie. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Uh, he, he, yeah, even he wasn't particularly good in it because he didn't have, <laughs> you know, a lot of good material to work with. I... I I just really, really hope that he bought something nice with his paycheck, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I know we both watched the first episode of um, Jessica Jones. Yes, yes, that's true. Which isn't quite hor- horror, but it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've uh, seen a couple of comments online of somebody saying that, that, that it felt like a horror movie to them in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I literally, so here I am, the woman who loves horror and loves all the movie, horror movies, um... Yeah, if things are too triggery for abuse, yeah. and um, I can't watch it, it's really, really good. And I literally watched the first episode and didn't think I was going to be able to watch any more of it because yeah. it upset me. That first up, that first episode was harrowing, and it upset me so much that I didn't think I was going to be able to watch the show. And I found myself afterwards really wanting to find out what happened with the characters. So I've seen sure. I've seen five more episodes. But it was literally over the course of the entire four-day Thanksgiving weekend right. where I had to space it out and give, like, 12-hour intervals between between episodes because it was just very upsetting to watch. But really well done. And I'm actually really grateful that the, the dark-haired girl who is Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. I've seen her in a bunch of things and thought she was just stunningly beautiful and, yeah. and had always played kind of teeny bopper kind of esque characters. Uh, she reminds me a little bit of, of Eva Green. Yeah. From Penny Dreadful. You know, it's kind of got that same, you know, dark haired, large eyed. 
who, who was it played the uh, sister in um, Crimson Peak? Oh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, Jessica kind of, Chastain. Kind of has I, that strong, yeah, striking I, I, feature. A friend of mine said to me about Crimson Peak that, that she thought that Jessica Chastain was playing such an Eva Green character no, that she yeah. kept wishing that it just they just fucking hired Eva Green. Green. <laughs> ah, Chastain did a great job. Yeah, she did. Know. She did. But I, but I can still kind of see where she's coming from on that. Yeah. You can completely see, you know, well, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, no. Go see Crimson Peak. I don't but know you if can completely see it. I mean, if your sister was Eva Green, <laughs> you'd be like, well, yeah. yeah. I'm going to throw out the one horror that I did see, which I saw last shift, uh, which I thought I had talked to you about. It apparently it's I just not really about. Yeah. I, I think I just talked about it with Jim, and okay. uh, I think we shared the trailer back and forth. It had some genuinely creepy moments. It is, it's kind of in the same vein of uh, Let Us Pray, where you have kind of a new, young, hot female police officer who comes in, and uh, it's basically they're I, phasing out wood. Oh, I've just, I've seen a lot of movies that start that way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Google for porn? Yeah, you're having this conversation earlier. These are the conversations we have at dinner, not here. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not that kind That's of podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> um, and, you know, in, in watching the trailer for it, I was like, eh, it looks like it could be pretty decent. And, you know, 10 years ago when my expectations were a little bit lower, I'd have been like, yeah, oh, it's a good horror movie. And it had some really, really genuinely creepy parts, but all over in the end, it, it felt kind of disappointing disappointing in kind of the same way as the oh my god i can't remember the name of it the canal oh yeah where it had some really good scary moments but as a whole i was disappointed you, you were more than just disappointed with the canal like, you were like fuck this movie fuck yeah this movie. but um you know yes because it had really been highly sold and it, you know your expectations are I, I had been sold on this is going to be awesome. Sure, yeah. And it was really disappointing, though it did have some really genuinely frightening moments. So, eh. You know, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we tend to see horror movie releases pretty quickly after they come out, because yeah. there's been a few in the past few years that got hyped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like The Babadook, you know. Yeah. Which, you know, I, we love. Yeah. yeah, sure. But, but I, I, I've... I've Heard several people, you know, who went into it expecting it to be the best horror movie ever, and so therefore were let down by it. Yeah, it, it, it's nice to not have your expectations raised. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh One that I saw that isn't it's more on the thriller bent mm-hmm. um, is The Gift. Which have you seen any trailers for that? It's someone yeah, that's got uh, Jason was... Bateman uh-huh. and runs into a high school friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's like some questionable consent stuff going on in that movie, from what I understand, yes. towards the end. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I yeah. gave it kind of a miss. It's pretty fucking scary, though. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty bothersome. I mean, it, it's it's uh, unnerving, and it leaves a lot of unanswered questions. And yes, there is definitely the, the whole finale slash, you know, kind of kick to the junk at the end. Right. That question's not answered. 
Okay. And that might be what That's happened. Cool. That might okay. not be what happened. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. All right. I didn't know it was that ambiguous. It is. Okay. It, I will, I, it completely is that ambiguous. I, I will have to check this out then, because I was certainly curious about it when I first saw the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I thought a lot of it. It um, it covers bully culture, which is kind of a problematic subject for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know kind of that mark that you leave on people when you're young. Yeah. And you know where and it, but it's but it's 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 really good. It's is it is it no? It, it's strictly it's a thriller. That's exactly what it is. It's not sure. horror. Um, and also, um, what I saw that completely isn't horror is I saw uh, Mockingjay Part 2. Which, oh, yeah. Did you ever read the Hunger Games uh, I've only read the first one. Okay. First one's really good. Mm-hmm. Second one's good. Third one's kind of a muddle. And, I've heard that. And I remember talking with my little sister, and she, she was laughing about that. Let's make the last book into two movies. Yeah. Trend that is going on. And I don't feel like it was necessarily... A poor choice mm-hmm. uh, to make it into two movies, uh, but I, on the other side of that, felt like, um, how best to put this? I felt like the last book was a muddle, and that um, I remember specifically reading like the last fifteen pages of the book again after I finished it, going, "Wait, who's dead? What?" Like, huh. did you just get tired of writing and just say fuck <laughs> it and, like, word vomit words and be like, and I'm done. And it's done. And you're I, like, it, and you're like she, what? She was, she was reaching the end of NaNoWriMo. And, I know, uh, and she <laughs> had to wrap that shit up because November was ending, you know. Um, I felt like uh, there aren't that many times where you can say that with, um, you know, a, a book series and then a, a movie that they improve upon. Yeah, the source material. But you think this did? I thought it did, and there's a cool. choice. Uh, there's a choice they make due to Philip Seymour Hoffman's passing, right? Um, in uh, and because he'd only filmed about half of yeah. his scenes, I think, yeah. something like that. And it's just it still breaks my heart. And what's hard yeah. is they they do it in memory of someone else who had passed, who I don't That's know who they were. Weird. And you know, it's hard. It's hard when it's a drug. It's yeah. hard when it's drug related. A, a drug-related death. Yeah. And very likely, he had a couple of other movies that were all wrapping up in the same time frame where, who knows, and, and I haven't seen all of them, uh, that he probably got in, in memory for him. Sure. Um, I'm still personally having a big fucking hard time about Philip Seymour Hoffman because he's a very important actor to me, and uh, it was it was hard seeing him, and... But there were there was a, a death that they'd had, and I don't think it's spoiling too much to say that there was a death they had in the book that doesn't that doesn't end in the movie, and it was a good huh. choice. And they they have some things okay. that the Plutarch said, and they they have it wrapped up with this other character, and I think it was a very good choice. And uh, I certainly liked it more because it uh, felt it felt kind of throwaway in the book, and it, it just because you have this, it's like this. Um, you know, it's like in, in the cartoons where you see, see the, the snowball falling down the mountain and it just keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger. And, you know, somewhere in that last 15 pages, you lose, like, just a shit ton of people. And it, and, and, and it you don't feel like anything was given any respect. Yeah. And so mm. there's, it, they take that, <laughs> like, we took it back. <laughs> and I, and it, felt, it felt deserved and good. And it was a good wrap-up. And I really liked it. 
I still remember when I was first reading the, the last uh, Harry Potter book. Uh, spoilers for that. Yeah. Um, when early on, when, when Harry's owl dies, I'm like, well, and here we go. And fuck you all, because obviously, this is, yeah. Yeah, this is just going to going to pile on the grief from this point on. Yeah, where they just walk by, and I'm sorry, we said Harry Potter spoilers, I'm sorry, but when they just fucking walked by Lupin and Tonks, yeah. I was like, the fuck? Yeah. I fucking hate you. You are, you are, you're a mean person. <laughs> I, I do not like you anymore. <laughs> there's, there's hard, I don't think any, like, hardcore serious, like, hardcore horror fans listen to our podcast. They're like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Anybody who listens to our podcast is, it loves us for our idiosyncrasies. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> and our, uh, divergences into whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> we could do an entire Harry Potter episode That's we want to do right. it's not fucking podcast. That's right. I know. <laughs> we're we're so not funny. actually going to do a Harry Potter episode. <laughs> we might. No, we, 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 we that'll, be, that'll be our April episode. <laughs> it was funny. There's this other one that Canadians that I, I think I told you I was listening to. And I haven't really. And they've actually stopped doing because they've been really busy. And uh, But they did an April Fool's episode where they like completely were like singing the praises of, like, movies they professed to hate <laughs> and talked about how they had seen the light. And, they, I mean, they, but the thing is, they drew it out for, like, 55 minutes. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were seriously committed, and then they were like, ha-ha, never mind. <laughs> but at that point, they'd, like, <laughs> stop some of their fans. They were like, I'm never listening to your podcast again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still want to do an April Fool's Day episode where we just make everything up. You know, so, oh, here's a movie you've See, probably never heard of. Dad on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know some epically foolish people who would be like, it would be Dad and Jeff and you and Jim, probably. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd, we'd do an amazing And then I'd just be sitting off in the corner going, this is, oh, <laughs> no! Have you ever been at a convention to a liar's panel? I have not. They're greatly entertaining because it's, you know, a question and answer session with the panelists, but... Hey, everything, no. yeah. <laughs> so, was there? Do you remember the second movie that you? You know, liked? I think I, I think I do, and I think I'm, I'm wrong about liking it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I, I, I know this happened recently, and I can't okay. remember if this was was last week or not. But I, I ran in an episode of MST3K that I just kind of fell asleep on. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it was. Uh, I, I don't remember the name of it. But it was uh, a really terrible movie, and I mean that like for what I'm used to from MST3K, this was this was not good. <laughs> they, they clearly had spent tens Wait. of dollars on, on making this film. <laughs> so I'm getting, uh, I'm I'm kind of sort of excited about the new MST3K. I like the people they're involving. Yeah, but Jim's made a really good point that. And it, and it and it's kind of in the same vein. It's why I stopped listening to them. Man, I might as well throw this out there. Nobody out there gives a shit about what my opinion is on this. So I stopped listening to the movie Crypt, which is Adam Green and, and Joe Lynch. The, oh right, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, because their humor is too fucking dude bro. Yeah. And nobody ever fucking called them on it. And and honestly, MST3K and the stuff the Rift Tracks is Rift Tracks that they. Is it Rift Tracks is one of the projects, projects that spun off from yeah, MST3K. And it, you know, they, their humor is, pardon me, is a little dude bro and, and they've been funny for so long that people aren't 
calling them on it. Interesting. Is, now, and, and the thing is, I haven't listened to any of it, so I don't have anything to say on it. Now, if I understand correctly, and I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan, so I may be wrong on this, but my understanding is is that uh, the MST3K revival is from the part of the team that did not go into Rift Tracks. Okay. So I, yeah. which the what from what I've gathered, the funniest portion of MST3K is not the the people that are revitalizing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know either. My, my experience with MST3K was Minnesota Public Access and right. shortly thereafter. And and in, in still, as they were kind of becoming mm-hmm. nationally known and, and becoming that thing that all the college students watched oh, yeah. and everything. Because, you know, and because I'm from Minnesota. But speaking of going for long extended walks in the snow, the mm-hmm. theme for the episode is Horror in the snow. Mm-hmm. Horror in the horrors yeah, one, one, in the no, snow. No. Again, different podcast. <laughs> so, I had had plans. I had had plans of because I, I, I apparently am not on top of things anymore, no. and I <laughs> almost missed my child's parent-teacher conference. Yep. I would not have been recording tonight if I hadn't gotten a message yeah. that we were recording today. Yep. I, because, uh, we'll just throw this out there, uh, this Friday, I am showing The Thing, mm-hmm. which, uh, I am more than happy to start off podcast with. Oh, yeah, uh, I was I was in third grade, I went to a sleepover in third grade, where they popped in <laughs> The Thing on Laserdisc for us, because that seemed entirely appropriate in the early 80s. I think you may have talked about this on, like, have, our very first on episode. On our very first yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people wonder why I turned out the way <laughs> And it is, you know, and I'm going off of memory of, I've probably seen it once yeah. in, like, the last ten years. And oh, really? Okay. It, I haven't. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Um, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times in and recent years. And it just, it holds It really up, holds up. It's, yeah. it's really ageless, because when you start removing modern-day conveniences, and because they are in the Arctic... yeah. You know, you, you no, remove... No, they're in the Antarctic. And they're in the Antarctic. Actually, now that I've corrected you, I'm going to look that up to make sure I'm right. But you remove a lot of those niceties of being in the modern-day world, and it creates a timelessness. Yeah. Um, and the practical effects are so amazing. Seriously. And the storytelling's <laughs> really goddamn the, good. The only thing that really dates it is the, the computers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially since it was kind of at that point where Hollywood didn't really know what computers could do. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of magical, but they still have <laughs> really primitive green screen text-based interfaces. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's really funny because I remember when we watched um, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Yeah. And the director being really upset that everybody still had, I think they were like flip cell phones or, mm-hmm. but that was the only thing that dated the movie, even right. though it had been made like six years earlier and finally gotten a release was that the cell phone technology was really obviously dated. Right. You know, I wonder if that's part of the reason why, uh, it follows did what they did with the deliberately vague, uh, I, time setting with I, to keep it from dating. I think that that, I think it was a bigger piece than that because yeah. there was, a lot larger pieces of timelessness in yeah. that movie. It seemed very deliberate. 
But I wonder if that was at least part of the thing. It, I'm sure. Too. I'm yeah. sure it was. That that clamshell reader was. I still want the damn clamshell. I know. And if I remember properly, you did not like, and I, I've seen I the like, the like. prequel. Yeah, yeah. I respected the work that was apparently done yes. in making the lead up seamless. Seam, seamless. I, seamless. Hi, my name is Jen, and I'm um, an alcoholic. Hey, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Um, I thought it would be a brilliant idea to have two Manhattans oh. at the diner that we love going to, um, and at North Star Diner in in Greenwood, Greenwood. in mm-hmm. Seattle. If you live in the Seattle area, you should go. It's twenty four hour diner. It's got a bar attached. It used to be a Chinese restaurant, and now it's a Americana. Yeah, you know, a breakfast lunch it, dinner it, it's diner. Diner food, but it's, it's, it's a, good it's diner really food. Good, so. all made from scratch. It's mm-hmm. good, good stuff. And the bars. So they're, they're, they're the official diner of our podcast. It really but, is. Yeah. It, and the thing is, is, I've only seen the prequel once. Uh-huh. I know it had some major issues. I know I really, really liked little portions of it, such as, you know, like an axe landing in position that was just a complete, like it was just done perfectly. So where, when you watch the next movie, you're yeah. like, oh, there's mm-hmm. where that was. My main problem with it, I think, is that I didn't care about any, any of the of characters. Them. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what movie... There was, there was a movie we were talking about recently where everybody else was talking about loving it. Oh, oh, Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Where I just, I I want to like it. The, they were, mm-hmm. It was interestingly done. The, the practical effects were wonderful. And, and, and you didn't connect with the characters I in that. I, I really did. Like, yeah. more so than the original. Yeah. Oh. oh, speaking of, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still watching the new Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's still good. I do want to see it. Um, I don't have internet access at home at the moment because my uh, internet service provider went out of business. Oh, yeah, it was very inconsiderate of them. Um, <laughs> I have internet needs. So, so, so I haven't seen it beyond the first episode, but I, I'm still continuing to hear good things. So, it's on the list. <laughs> I would, I would offer it up, but I've, uh, I've been deleting them as I watch them. Oh, yeah, well, okay. I have the excessive memory, but I still, I get, it's, it's, I'm like one of those people, I get rid of everything out of my inbox, too. Like, I don't just leave stuff there, it just drives me crazy. I should open my Gmail account on this Oh my god! (laughs) Well, and it's, it's like they have those, the, the, um, the perfectionists, like, what of these pictures are going to drive you insane, and it's like, you know, having the conversation on your phone where there's like only 11 Eleven percent left of your of your power mm-hmm. and and all these things and where stuff's all set askew, or like, like just one tile out of place yeah. in a pattern. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that, <laughs> this would be like that for you, I'm sure. Eleven thousand well, emails. Well, I I have no idea because because it, it'll just tell you that you have nine hundred ninety nine plus in your oh, inbox. Oh no! It's just like oh, fuck you. It, it's over a thousand. I'm not going you, to keep track. Seriously. Do you want me to open it? I no! Can... <laughs> oh, that's horrible! How? Like, how? That, oh! <laughs> that, that's the best explanation I can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> you have chaos! I do, yes. Chaos in yes. your inbox! Yes. Oh, I, I used to have I a little chaos a symbol pin. That, that I wore all that, the time. That would make sense. Yeah, it really does. Actually. I am such a crazy lady. <laughs> I am. 
I have a very neat but, but But you're a crazy lady in an ordered way, whereas I, I'm a crazy yeah. lady. Wait, no. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty princess. You are. This is the best episode of Don't Read the Latin ever. <laughs> I'm going to make sure all of our friends listen to this episode because it, it's the peak of our professionalism, I think. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what's the next movie? Oh, uh, other movies. Um, yeah, let me get my list. <laughs> you know, the, the list that I carefully prepared during the painstaking research that I did. Yeah, I yeah. just wish it together. Yeah, whatever. Did, uh, did I tell you where you got Christmas hats? Oh my god, that's amazing. It's black. It's so, it's so long. That is awesome. I have a black Christmas hat, but it, it's it's like this other one here in terms of length. I bought, I bought my daughter and myself Christmas hats because I'm feeling festive this year. Because I've gotten my happy back and... Uh, and I, I bought us, I bought us Christmas hats. And mine's it's black and it's very fluffy, but it's got a very long tail. <laughs> and I bought a little short one, red that's red for my daughter. Well, since we're talking about Christmas, I'm going to mention something on my list that I haven't seen, but that since I, yes. I found about it during during the research day, I really really want to. Uh, and that's the 1972 Tales from the Crypt movie, which I knew huh. basically nothing about. Me but, either. But one of the segments in it is an adaptation of one of my very favorite stories from the Tales from the Crypt comic. Oh. Which involves this fan. this killer on the loose, you know, dressed as Santa Claus, and this, this woman whose house he's trying to break into, and she can't really call the cops because she just killed her husband. <laughs> and, awesome. and so, yeah, I found out today that that, that that exists, that there's a film of it, and it's Joan fucking Collins. Oh yeah. So yeah, this is this is mandatory. This is moved to my must see. <laughs> One um, that I haven't seen that I'm so I thought we were recording next week, next week. and it was going to be so awesome because I was going to show the thing this Friday, and I was going to go see the new Krampus movie on Saturday on Krampus Night, <laughs> and my expectations are not high. Which um, yeah, no, I, I I can't see why they would be. But, you know, Krampus movie and Krampus not. It should be fun. There's like three Krampus movies coming out this year. It's so funny because um, I listen to Killer POV, which they're pretty tied into the the, uh, L.A. movie industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they go to this industry-only kind of event where they're literally trying to get distribution for movies. Oh, sure. And they're trying to. They're like look at this awesome poster that we have in this trailer for this movie that we haven't shot yet. Yep. <laughs> Why don't you give us funding? And they were laughing that the, like the fall, the, like the November before this last one, it was all Krampus all the time. Like that's yeah. all they were doing. It was like, all oh, Krampus all the time. Somehow made its way into pop culture. Yeah. I, it's a bit of folklore I've been familiar with since I was a kid. Cause yeah. I was into researching folklore, you know, I'm just going to wear my Santa but, hat. I, I think you should, yeah. Uh, it will it will enhance the, the ambiance of our, our episode. You're going to put the other Santa hat on my head, because it's of course you of, are. It's kind of like a Santa beanie for you. I, well, it's like no, this will actually almost fit, which is weird, because I have an enormous head. Yeah. Like, hydrocephalic. That's uh, not hydrocephalic. Okay. <laughs> okay, no. It's just, you know, well, you got to have a big head for your big brain. I For my big ego, maybe, but... Uh, little, little, little column A, little column B. B. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Um, so, this reminds me of, uh, talking about the, the Krampus, reminds me of a, a movie that I thought I was going to really like. Uh-huh. 
and didn't really care for that much, and that's uh, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. That which, looks interesting. <sighs> it's based on a short film, and I really liked the short film. Mm-hmm. And so I went. Yeah. It's like the same thing. As really happened. liked Mama. Too. Yeah, it was the same thing that happened with Mama. Yeah, but I just was not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it seems on paper the like it should be right good. up, right up my alley. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up since I'm wearing my black Santa hat. Yes. Black Christmas. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, and and we I remember we had a discussion about this recently because it is one of the first slashers. Yes. Uh, and it's actually really good. You know, with Margot Kidder and her cursing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's so entertaining to just watch her swear her way through that movie. Since, since you know, in my brain, she's she's Lois Lane from when I was a child. So yeah, this is R-rated Lois Lane. Yeah, <laughs> and and if I remember, doesn't it not quite reveal the killer at the end? It like pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those that I've been really wanting to to uh, show for a horror movie, and. Uh, God, what it seems like it has a lot of POV shots from from the yeah. killer's perspective, and, yeah, and that's one of the early times that that happened. Yeah, that I, I, as far as I know. Yeah. I, so I think I think uh, December is going to though. There's going to be a little a little. There's going to be a little bit of a break in there because the holidays and and I'm just not pushing it so much to have like a showing every week. Yeah. The way I have in, in past years, but I, I definitely because I've been waiting a whole damn year to show the thing and mm-hmm. show Thirty Days a Night, which is going to uh, be the very next week. I'm going to show Thirty Days a Night, okay. which is not you know I know it's not a great movie, but you know, funk that would be the no- that would be the sound of my panties falling off again. <laughs> he used to be in a badass bloody vampire, um, and and maybe maybe the last movie of the month will be Black Christmas. I don't know. Haven't made up my mind on that yet. Okay. But, uh, oh, 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 yes. great conversation and has nothing to do with Christmas or winter horror movies. Does it have anything to do with our podcast at all? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not completely. <laughs> um, there has been a discussion that Hiddleston's character in Crimson Peak, that he was a yeah. Peter Cushing kind of, and they're like, no, he was not a Peter Cushing because he was a Vincent yeah. Price. He was a oh, Vincent yeah. sure. Price hero. Sure. Whereas you're, there was oh, always, man, I'm picturing that now. There, but but yes, where there was there was always a sweetness and a, is he being led along by outside forces? Like is yeah. is he should, trapped in what's happening? You, you know what that I'm I'm really fault? picturing Vincent doing is right towards the end where he's trying to say we we can all go. <laughs> I can just yes, I, I can see that so, really clearly in my this head. This movie that I bought, Sight Unseen, mm-hmm. is literally kind of that Rebecca Crimson Pea. Yeah. It's called Dragonwick. Oh and yeah, it's yeah. really really young Vincent Price and uh, Jean Tierney, who's a big favorite of mine from old noir films, and she was Laura in the movie Laura, which I don't. It's one of those movies, those classics that I don't know of it to show. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if I actually ever did, but it's actually one of Vincent Price's really early movies. He's very cool. young, very, <laughs> very young in that. It was when I was uh, looking up, you know, kind of the gothic. I, yeah. I, I bought it unseen because I, it's kind of hard to find. And I, I actually got it in a horror set. And it was like some four pack. Talking about rare stuff reminds me. I didn't know whether I should get this for you or not, so I didn't. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you have a DVD that can play uh, PAL format. Maybe. Yes, no, maybe. Okay. Scarecrow had a PAL format DVD of Paper House. 
Oh, I've got Paper House. I know you do, but it. but since it is so hard to find, I almost I, want to grab it as a backup for you. Yeah, I will take that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, okay. I, if it's still there the next time I'm there, I will grab it. Cause yeah, like, you should definitely I, get I, it. I think eight bucks or something. Shh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I will take that. Paper House I'm, is still one of my favorite all-time I'm going to kick the microphone stand for a little while. You should do that, yeah. too. I'm just going to really briefly bring up 30 Days a Night because I'm the only one who really loves it. <laughs> Great vampire movie. Well, not, not amongst our friends, though. Yeah, I, yeah. It, Julie? Really Jim likes it. loves it too. Uh, I think Jeff does. Yeah. Um, just, it, it is not a great it, story. It, it left and me cold. Oh, 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 oh. oh, hey, now. I may have to actually insert a sad trombone sound <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> stylistically, and, and I've actually looked for the uh, graphic novel. Oh, yeah. Of that because I think I I think I'd like that. The art is pretty amazing. Exactly, exactly. Um, I am actually kind of looking forward to seeing it again when yeah. you show it because I was disappointed in it because it wasn't the movie I was expecting it to be. And now you're not going to be expecting it exactly. To be that movie so maybe yeah. this time I'll like it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. I, yeah, I'm sure this time I'll like it better. Yeah, because you couldn't like it worse. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Um, I'm going to mention two that aren't great movies, but again, take place in the snow. Um, I'm going to, and, and, and here's again where I, 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 I shit on the, the, the dude bros of horror. Um, <laughs> That'd be a good name for a podcast right dude there. Bros the dude bros of horror. I think they have one that's called Horror Queens and it's this very, very gay <laughs> or scream queens i think it might be or that's, something that's like pretty that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called they have a movie called frozen which is immensely screwed now because yeah. they're gonna be like what frozen not that frozen <laughs> uh and it takes place almost entirely on a, a, a ski lift a ski lift yeah i i, I it's good i it's had heard the title scary, before it's bothersome when yeah you're watching it it's uncomfortable it sure looks like it i, I saw the trailer for it today cold watching yes. it like there, there are very few movies where you are so very transported yeah. to their locale and to the environment they put you in. Well, do you remember how the... You, you may or may not. I don't, I don't remember when they, they, they did this in relation to, to you moving here. Uh, the, the Neptune Theater in the U District, um, back when it still had more of a nautical theme to it. Yeah. So it, it had this very bluish-green interior. Yeah. One of the most immersive, uh, pardon the expression, experiences I had with a movie was watching The Abyss Ooh, in the Neptune. Cool, yeah, it was really, really neat. I, I felt when I came out like I'd been underwater for nearly three hours because it was, you know, the, yeah. the extended edition. Yeah. The one that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one I'm going to... Frozen, it's good. It, Like I said, it does a good job of it. Um, I used to be really big fans of their Movie Crit podcast and then they... I was scared some really... during the trailer. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't yeah. say that very often. And there's so. another movie he does called Spiral that's actually really well done. There's a bunch of stuff that he does that just isn't my taste. Um, he did the Hatchet movies, which aren't oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He does a... Um, that's that's another one that was really hyped up to me way too much before I saw it. Yep. It was, was the first Hatchet. Yeah. Uh, he does a horror comedy, uh, basically a horror sitcom called Holliston, which is the city he's originally from. Oh, right. And they they get a lot of really good horror actors in it, uh, playing really charming roles. Um, Dee Snyder is especially funny, (laughs) and also had um, uh, the lead singer from uh, Guar playing his uh, imaginary friend (laughs) who lived in his, his closet in full 
regalia. Of course, yeah. You know, buttless chaps, yeah. huge cod piece, <laughs> telling him to man up and quit being such a pussy. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. You know, there's parts of it that were funny, but the the whole of it wasn't. You, you just reminded me of one aspect that I'm really wondering if it's going to make it from the comic to the to the TV series adaptation, and I hope it does, and I hope they find a good actor for it, and that's uh, Preacher. Um, oh, yeah. The, the AMC series. Yeah. yeah. Um, is he had, the lead character in that in the comic had basically John Wayne was an imaginary friend who every now and then would come and, you know, tell him to you get his shit together. You know what that reminds me of is that true romance with their faux Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah, 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 that was very similar. They can be done, they can be done. Interestingly, yeah. I really am hoping that will be good, but the first trailer that they've released for it, has no hint of the supernatural element at all. That's the biggest part. Yeah, and I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the premise of it is is, is that this this disillusioned preacher ends up uh, with this angelic slash demonic power to have this voice that will make people do things. Huh. And what he's decided he's going to do with this power is he's going to track down God and make him account for himself. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's so it's this really just ballsy concept that I'm and I'm, I'm looking at this going. Are you are you even going there at all with the adaptation? Yeah. Because if if you're not, why are you fucking bothering? But uh, hopefully it'll be good. I don't know. What? That's the biggest thing that I've been struck with. Because um, I'm still watching a zombie, which is still a lot of fun. We're in second, mm-hmm. second season now, and uh, Jim's actually been watching Veronica Mars, which I think we've talked about yeah. that I really liked and and. I honestly think it's a little bit better than iZombie, but iZombie's still pretty charming. But looking into the original comic that it was based on, they've really taken some turns away from the original material and to the point oh, yeah. of renaming them. And, um, and and a lot of the names are really punny. Like, oh. her name is Olivia Moore, so she's Liv Moore. Liv Moore, yeah, which... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, I mean... This, this is, is what... Hey, back to our Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one thing that always annoyed me in the Harry Potter books. It's like, oh, Remus Lupin is a werewolf? Really? Really? Gosh, I had no fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, sometimes they can take inspiration from a... a an original material and, and do something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, and, and do something wonderful with it. Though. Sure. And then sometimes not, you know? Yeah. Um, so who knows? You know, it could be good. It could go in a completely different direction and still be good. Or, it yeah. you know, I, on the other hand too, though, with, with the original comic, I know I loved it in the nineties, but there was some thread on Metafilter that I was reading that made me want to go back and never reread it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, anyway. In that same, like, not great, but still takes place a lot in the snow is Dreamcatcher, Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. It's not great. Um, and upon rewatching it. it now, it's even worse. <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't hold up at all. But uh, I watched it right after seeing Band of Brothers, which also had Damian Lewis okay. was one of the main characters. And so I watched it primarily him. Sure. Uh, he's this redheaded English actor who has since done some fairly problematic things mm. as, as famous people are wont to do sometimes. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's Stephen 
everything that's very manie and very, you know, 1950s childhood adults, men, children. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I was charmed by it when I first watched it. It doesn't hold up now. It takes place in the snow. And I guess that fulfills the points (laughs) that we were making with this, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, And something that, that holds winter really well, misery. Misery. Yeah. Although it's really weird. Other than, you know, the opening setup, you know, of him driving off a yeah. snowy road, I'd kind of forgotten that the rest of it takes place, takes in, place winter. in winter. Um, I, I, so, we've talked about it before that I, I really remember the sheriff driving along with his wife. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, really okay. snowy. Yeah. And, and, right. and he's like, she reaches over and grabs his leg. And she goes, well, the, sh- the deputy would rather be at home in bed with the sheriff. <laughs> you know, and he's, oh, he's like, I can't remember, but it was just one of those I, I should watch that again. It uh, holds it, up pretty well. was a really traumatizing movie for me. Because he burns she, the book. She, yeah, he is, has to burn his his only copy of his manuscript of this book. Proudest, that's gonna, yeah, yeah, the, the best yeah. thing he thinks he's ever written. And, you know, so so having seen that, the, the whole scene where, you know, she hobbles in with a sledgehammer that everyone like, else is horrified by, like, whatever. Whatever. You've got Run another, the book! He's got another <laughs> leg. <laughs> uh, staying with uh, Stephen King, The Shining. The Shining, yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of when you were talking about yeah. uh, winter horror movies. And because I, that movie, yeah. so I have my problems with Shining, The mm-hmm. Shining, the movie. Uh, but there are very, very few movies that present being trapped by snow and that the fact that cold weather and snowfall can, can confine you somewhere. Yeah. Which, there are very few movies that, that present that as well as that movie does. Which makes it a, a great plot device for, for horror movies to use because, you know, it, it's very helpful for most horror stories to, to isolate the characters yeah. from, from any help, from any yeah. escape. Yeah. Uh, and, your cell phones can break. This can break. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many times where you're like, well, we don't have any food with us, and what's the transportation? The cold will kill you. Yeah, yeah. going outside will, will, will yeah. could kill you dead. Can, can, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's where I explain to people that aren't from Minnesota that um, I had seen the state shut down more often from dangerously cold weather than from snowfall, because, you know, fuck it, we'll just get out the snowfall, or the, the snow clouds. Right. But, you know, if little Jimmy's gonna get a fucking freeze to death by the side of the road, if he's out there for 12 minutes, that's yeah. a problem, and we need to cancel school. But, you know, on the other hand, you, you being from there, you're, you're not quite as scared of snow as I am, I don't think. Yeah. Because being from here, from... from being in this, you know, very temperate rainforest, whenever there's snow outside, I'm just like, I'm going to die. If I (laughs) go outside, there will be death. Just a snowflake will fall at the wrong angle and hit me on the head and just, just, yeah, just bash my brains out. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know exactly what it is. Well, part of it, part of it, you know, I used to love snow when I was a kid. I think what has really changed that for me is driving. Yeah. Um... Because driving in the snow is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, oh. I thought I would be fine when I moved out here. And I'm like, I will just drive slowly and carefully. And I was driving slowly and carefully down this, when I lived in this house. Um, and there is this this stretch where you're going down um, 85th, down oh, towards yeah. Aurora. Yeah. And I was creeping along at like five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And thank God there was only one other car stopped at the intersection because I started slowly pumping my brake as my back end started 
five miles an hour, started fishtailing back and forth and was not stopping. Yeah. And thankfully the light turned green right as I was about to hit the intersection. I just took the slow curve and sure. went, I am going back home. I have made yeah. a mistake. <laughs> I should not have left Mistakes my house. Mistakes have been made. And, and, and it took me, I think, something like 45 minutes to make the, you know, less wow. than a half okay. mile drive yeah. back to my house. Just because we've kind of covered a couple of movies by Stephen King, staying in that vein where staying with one director mm -hmm. well, is... I can, I can stay on Stephen King for a oh, second, because I want to mention uh, Storm of the Century. Which I haven't seen. Uh, it, it's the first thing that he actually wrote as a miniseries. Okay. Um, and there was snow in it, mm -hmm. and I have just mentioned the two facts that I can recall about <laughs> Storm of the Century. Um... It was it was pretty good. Uh, basically, it, it's like you know this all powerful kind of demon figure. You know, it, it presents himself to the town as mm -hmm. like, I'm either going to kill all of you, or you can pick which child dies. Oh, is it, pretty much the setup of it, and yeah, ah. and, and and the whole town is you know cut off by by snow by this by this blizzard. Ah. Um, I don't remember a lot about it, but that that's quite a setup. So in in. Moments from movies that fuck me up, <laughs> uh, just because um, there, <laughs> there's so I I really like the original Cairo, Pulse. Oh yeah, uh, where the, yeah. the de depression kills them. There's a scene from the American remake where it's the first guy who's kind of the patient zero mm -hmm. of the depression, and Kristen Bell is uh, his his girlfriend, and she goes to his apartment, and she hears this light mewing from and she opens the door and this emaciated cat jumps out at her that has been locked in this cupboard like he oh, just stuck geez. the cat in the cupboard oh man so there's a scene in spoilers for jessica jones mm -hmm. there's a scene like an episode or two in where i think he's called the purple man but he's yeah the, yeah he basically he tells these two children as he takes over this room because all he has to do is pretty much tell people to do things, right. and they just do them. He tells these two children to go in the closet, and that's the first moment that that that. And then, but the thing is, we never return to this couple. And so mm. you think about things happening weeks later, and in my head, those children are emaciated, yeah. and still in that closet, yeah. which is why I have a really hard time watching <laughs> this show because I have a daughter who I really like. And I don't want her emaciated in the closet. <laughs> uh, one of the moments I remember from, from Preacher with, you know, his, his similar ability yeah. was something he did to somebody who had done something that he thought was basically unforgivable. Yeah. Was he just took him to this beach and says, you see these grains of sand? Start counting. Yeah. Yeah. And, Yeah. <laughs> So you don't really remember much about *Strong of the Century*. Not, that not so much. No, I, I remember there were some good performances in it. I, yeah, I want to say, yeah. but but I, I haven't seen it since it since it came out. Um, I want to talk about uh, Larry Fessenden, which I oh yeah, had, I got that set of right. his, and I just have not had the time to rewatch it. I have recently seen *Wendigo*. So the two I want to bring up is *Wendigo* and *The Last Winter*. Uh, *Wendigo* oh, was heard of that like his *Wendigo* I like third film. Yeah, that was the first thing of his I ever saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Wendigo was also the first thing his I saw. Uh, it was again recommended to me uh, at Vertigo Video by Rob. Oh, uh -huh. um, and uh, recently watched The Last Winter, uh, which is kind of an eco horror, and oh, uh -huh. it's kind of you know that Al Gore 
right. global warming. Uh, nature's pissed that we fucked it up so much kind of situation. And I didn't like it as much as the other things by Larry Fessenden and I've seen. Mm. Oh, well. But it really, again, just really, <laughs> the, the cold and and the winter weather is such a a large part just, of the story. It's, yeah. it's well done. Hmm. Um, there's one that I haven't seen, but that I read about while while researching for this episode. I want to say it's called Blood Avalanche. Blood Glacier. Blood Glacier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's also eco horror. Apparently, I'm just the other half of your brain. Yeah. Do you remember the one where I can't even remember what movie it was? Where you're like such and such, such and like, oh, you're talking about this. Yeah, you're yeah, like, that was no, amazing. You, you, that was like three words. How do you know what movie? I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I just, I, I do. I know. And, and you were right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blood Glacier uh, looks looks pretty kind of terrible. We really. still have it, never it, a, named our our Jaeger. That's true. Yeah, that's why they call him right Jaeger. No, yeah, yeah, Jaeger. Yeah, yeah. Well, still have to come up with a good name for they that. One that I want to mention, just because uh, Win- uh, Wendigo and The Last Winter kind of put me in that same, well, it's all fucking winter and it's all cold. Uh, <laughs> there is a movie called Windchill, uh, and it's got, I think, Emily Blunt, I think oh, is her uh. name. And basically this, <sighs> I, I hate it because it's a, it's a big twist in the film. She is looking for a drive home. And she's a college student, and she puts a, a note up on the board. Oh, yeah, I read about this one. It's good. Yeah. It's good, and it's fucked up. And uh, I don't want to elaborate on, on one of the major twists of the movie. I, I, I'm just going to say this much about it, is that from, from what I read, it kind of starts off in one genre of horror and then ends yes. up in another. Yes. There, that's the non-spoiler yeah, way to say yeah, that. Yeah, but oh, it was, I, I remember really like it, and it's another one of those that I rented from Vertigo Video. A lot of my, I like to think of it as my more adult movie appreciation was instigated, and this is one of the hugest things that we've lost as moviegoers, is that local video yeah. store. Because people don't get jobs at places like that just to earn a living. They got jobs at places like because that. Because they, they love movies. fucking love movies. Yeah. I got a job at Hollywood Video in Minneapolis, in Uptown Minneapolis, because it gave me unlimited rentals. <laughs> and I made that job with my fucking, like, 22 hours of work a week. Because, of course, they, like... And you're all like, and they pay me? And they pay me? Like, but I couldn't make a living, so I ended up having to go somewhere sure. else. Yeah. Because they wouldn't give you any... You know, unless they put you into a management position. Right. And then... Those people were earning, they were like six shift leads that were all getting salary that all earned less money than I did getting my 22 hours a week because they were earning salary wages, except they worked them so much that they earned nothing for it. But, um, but those people get, they take these jobs because they love movies and vertigo video. When I first moved out here, it was kind of like a mini scarecrow for those also familiar with the Seattle area we have this beautiful wonderful video store that has everything you could ever want ever pretty much in yeah. almost not every really format. An exaggeration. yeah and our friend Ryan works there and, mm-hmm. and and rob fletcher was this other guy that worked there and actually one of my favorite winter horror movie moments was <laughs> he gave me these wonderful suggestions introduced me to to j horror and all the asian horror but i <laughs> 
I would go walking into Capitol Hill, and one night I stopped in there, and it was just getting dusky. It was a little bit late, but I walked in, and there's like this blaring heavy metal music, and he is standing on the counter, and for some reason his pants are around his ankles, <laughs> and he's doing this amazing Pete Townsend-esque huge <laughs> arm wheel air guitar while the end credits of Jack Frost are rolling. And it is just one of those transformative moments in my life of, of, of moments of pure joy and happiness. Yeah. And I got to see it. Uh, and, and it was Jack Frost, which I've never watched. I'm never going to watch. Um, it looks really terrible. Every, every now and then I think of getting that and... Does it have a rapey snowman who it rapes does. her with a carrot? Yes, with carrot. With yes, carrot peen. Yes, I, I saw that scene on YouTube today because I didn't believe it existed. Shannon Elizabeth, yes. Yeah, it was... Uh, Rape yeah, with a carrot that, that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, she did not earn enough money for not, that. I, I don't think there is enough money for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of someday want to rent, like, rent Jack Frost and what's that, that... that Gary Busey one, the Ginger Dead Man, something like that. There's it, so many. Of yeah, too. And, and you know, just 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 be like, okay, fuck me up, you know, <laughs> just kill some. What do you so. got? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> that seems Wait. like a good use of my time. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what your list is looking like, but we've got a couple of actually really quality. Oh yeah. Scary. Uh, let's let's do. Let the right, right one, one in. in. Yeah. That was the other... I, okay, when, when you talk about Winter Horror, I, I, I thought of three things. I thought of The Shining, um, I thought of The Thing, and I thought of Let, Let the Right, right one, one In. Because just the snow is a character in all three of it these is. movies. It's just this pervasive... And it's touching and, and violent and frightening. Yeah. And the scene in the pool, or the scene where mm-hmm. they're, they're sitting out in the courtyard of the apartments... And and there's just snow falling and it cold, but you can feel how cold it is. Yeah, like it's just so. And her not being cold. Is yes. This wonderfully alien touch. Yeah. God. Actually, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about you know, oh, you, you couldn't do this the same story and, and not have it be in winter. But then I thought about it some more, and and yeah, it, it would it would lose something. But on the other hand, it would also take on. A, a different but e- equally interesting quality if you said it just in this really golden summer. Yeah. You know, of, of these of these two kids becoming friends and this, yeah. you know. And, and perhaps in this kind of latchkey community. Yeah, you know. Where the children are ignored. Yeah. And and, know, and maybe and like a I really could, poor area where the kids kind of take care of themselves. And I could really picture that, but you know, it a lot of these other films it would just be ruined without the the, the winter and in um, and, and let the right one in. It, it, it really enhances the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you, you've seen essential. Let Me In. Yeah. Is that does that also take place? In- oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel kind of bad for, for for Let Me In because it's a good movie. It is a good solid adaptation. It's just in comparison to the original. Exactly. Yeah. But this is a point I meant to make earlier when we were talking about the thing versus the thing. Um. That, that's one thing about the, the prequel that just astonishes me, is why they gave it the same title as yeah. the movie that it's a prequel to. Is, yeah. Uh, was it The Thing 2009 versus yeah. The Thing 19? Um, it, uh, 
It was a good movie. Yeah. But Not the thing movie. is, yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Um, the, the main example that I always point to with this is, is not horror at all, it's science fiction, is uh, 2010. Have you ever seen it? No. Good movie. Yeah. It's just not 2001. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a classic movie made yeah. by a, a, a madman. Yeah. Um, genius. Very qualified director. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2010 is a, is, is a solid, decent, perfectly, perfectly cromulent movie. Yeah. And, yeah. Um... Ravenous, which you Ravenous. are entirely to blame for me seeing. I love that movie. It's so good. It, it, it still cracks me up to know... That it's just crumples of fabric. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't have the snow they, they expected cool. to get. It did, yeah. They still managed to convey the, the, the feeling of of the cold. I think, I think the biggest thing that winter provides in those instances in storytelling is a an emptiness and a lack of those necessities you need to exist. Yeah. The fact that it's, it's, it's frozen and barren. It's a barrenness mm-hmm. that I think, um, that they were able to represent, even though it really wasn't that cold and they, they faked it with fabric. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's, especially with something that takes place in like pioneer times, like yeah. ravenous does yeah. of just the, the indifference of nature. Yes. You know, you know, it makes you think of the stories they tell of um, Mount Everest, where the the frozen bodies they can't get them off yeah. the mountain, so they just become landmarks. Landmarks, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is is terrifying and and so it's kind of frighteningly pragmatic. That it's yeah. like, well, what do you do when you can't make them go away and how they and they don't dis, they don't they don't disintegrate they don't degrade because they're frozen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, another one that has kind of a similar feel uh, in, in terms of you know the, the barrenness in, in, in pioneer type times was uh, Ginger Snaps Back, the beginning. Which I remember liking when I yeah. watched it. Yeah. But, but I also remember being like, why do they keep having to tell the story? There is it's that. It's not yeah. it's quite as good. Needs another watch. Yeah. I, I would like to rewatch it. I, I know I have it. Because mm-hmm. I have. Of, of course lots. you do. Shh. <laughs> Um, okay, we already mentioned Jack Frost. I can take that off my list, thank God. (laughs) Yes, Pontypool. Which, it's, it's, it's this, almost this afterthought. There's these moments where they open things up and it blows in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and there's that moment where they're driving in and it's cold. Uh, but it, it, it's this aside in the movie rather than this huge plot point. Yeah. Of, because so much of it is internalized within the radio station. Um, but, but it also, it kind of, uh, adds into how, how, how would you put it? Um, how alone they are because you open it up and there's a winter wasteland outside, Mm -hmm. uh, keeping them. Now, now see, here's, here's the thing is, um, with a lot of the ones we've mentioned, the the function of the, of the snow is, is, is a feeling of coldness. Yeah. Um, and Pontypool, I think. What it does, what what they're playing with thematically there is, is that snow obscures things. True. Um, and, you know, especially in just that opening scene where you know that woman comes out of nowhere while he's driving, and then she just kind of drifts back into nowhere. Um, that kind of obscurity goes really well with what happens with the language in the film. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. And we and we see less of that here 
where we are in the Northwest. I mean, we see a oh, little yeah. bit more of it as, as uh, instead of it being snow, we see it as fog. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple we're, of those yeah, silent out hill. In, in, yeah, in that the other day. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, where it feels like you know our, our set dressers for Seattle itself got lazy, and they just just they didn't they didn't want to give us a city that day. Where you're, <laughs> you're driving out and and most of the city is gone. But being from an area of, you know, there is nothing. I I have been on the road when they've closed the major highways down for whiteout conditions where you can't wow. see the road. And it is, and, and the fear. I that, can't even get my head around that. That's, yeah, yeah. Where you have to, you know, I drove 11 miles driving between three and five miles an hour because we couldn't see the road. Um, but where the real fear is, is that you do accidentally drive off the road and become struck, stuck because they won't see you. Yeah. People will drive past you as you're stuck by the side of the road. I mean, this is where people die. Mm-hmm. And that's why they close down the state <laughs> where, you know, you shouldn't have been on the road any longer. The dangerousness of the whiteout conditions becomes a lot more frightening where it's, you know, it's like where it's fog. You just keep slowing down, but it's not going to eat you. Yeah. Unless you're actually watching. You know, it just struck me, I, I want to mention a book, because uh, I can't remember if I've talked about this on, on, on the podcast before or not, but but when I think of winter horror, this book definitely comes to mind, and that's uh, Joe Hill's uh, Nosferatu. I still need to read that. Yeah. Because uh, it has, you know, this, this supernatural... That, that that Christmas carols have never frightened you so much. Yeah, yeah. And... and, and... Yeah, sometimes now when I hear a Christmas carol, I think, oh, ah. God. Especially especially if I hear it on a car radio, because that was, you know, kind of ah. a big thing in the, in the book. Yeah. But, yeah, it's got, you know, this supernatural serial killer, basically, you know, who kills people and then takes their children away. And, ah. and, 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 and he, he takes them to Christmas land, where it's Christmas all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty not okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, was, it was really good. Um. Let's see. What, what else? Got? What else? I got on my list. What you got? <laughs> so much. No, okay. Um, one, one that I, I, I just want to touch on real briefly here is on, on somebody's list that I was looking at of, of, of best winter set horror movies was uh, Van Helsing, and I just want to say to whoever wrote that list, you you are categorically wrong. There there is no possible list of any kind of movies that that could be an example of one of the best movies of. Because yeah, no, no. I you, couldn't even watch that movie with the sound off. Yeah, like, I wanted to watch it because they're pretty. Yeah, and it still pissed me yeah. off. Yeah. So, so whoever wrote this list, <laughs> you're a bad person, and you should feel bad, and you should go sit in the corner and think about what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> um. One other thing, uh, I, I'm kind of out. My my list okay. is done because I was terrible. <laughs> uh, oh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, that was the that's the main big one that I had left on my list. Um, Which you are more fond of than I am. Yeah. Um, and the the one moment that really just throws me in it, but that that, that tips it over into being an actual horror movie instead yeah. of just just a horror comedy it has to be that that where, um, it, not to give any spoilers, where where the, the the female lead explains why she doesn't like Christmas. Uh, that man. That is so deeply fucked up. Yeah. And and. And what really throws about is it doesn't totally match anything in the yeah. movie, <laughs> and and that makes it worse, you know, because because the kind of horror that happened in her life that she's talking about that that's 
that's what that's like. Yeah. You know, is is yeah. it something that doesn't totally match yes. the rest of your life? Yeah. Everything else um, in your world screeches to a halt, so you can concentrate on how really fucking horrible that yeah. is. Yeah. So, so I think that scene right there kind of edges Gremlins over into a totally different category than, yeah. than, than the rest of the movie. Um. There's one I want to mention that I that I haven't seen but that I want to see. Yeah. And that's the children. I know. I want to see that too, and I haven't. Um. It it looks you know along the, the same vein as um. The, the the movie that I saw that I was raving about last time, yeah. Who Could Kill a Child, and that these children. Well, in the, in this case, they explicitly the, the children get sick and yeah. then become deeply murderous. Yeah. Um. And I saw a trailer for it today, and I can't tell whether it looks like a good movie or not, yeah. but. Yeah. It looks intriguing enough that I want to see it. And I've heard good things about it. Yeah, uh, yeah there's nothing else on here. That, I mean, like, we could talk about Dead Snow, which is yeah. certainly a movie I've seen. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that makes me really happy... All right, in two weeks, we're going to be doing our year-end wrap-up. Yes. Uh, and we're going to have Jeff Harris uh, from Fanboy News Network and Jillian Venters did from they both Trump yes? School. Yes, they did. Excellent. Um, and it was really funny because I found myself buying Christmas music today. I am, what? I know! I'm, <laughs> I'm so disgustingly happy. Like, this has been such an amazingly hard year, and I am doing really well, and I'm happy, and I have Christmas spirit. And, <laughs> and I was talking about, I, I bought, um, what is it, the Vince... Vince Guaraldi. Guaraldi. Yeah, okay. And, and, and with Tekla, I watched It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and we watched the Thanksgiving one, and soon we'll watch this, you know, the Christmas special. And, <laughs> and I've been wanting to watch Christmas movies like The Ref. <laughs> and we've been watching Nightmare Before Christmas, which is both of a course. Halloween yeah. and a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. And it was funny because uh, I was talking about, you know, oh, I want to I want to get out White Christmas and I'm going to go see Auntie Mame in the theater. And Jim was like, and we need to watch Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just struck me that when Nightmare Before Christmas came out, ha- Halloween and Christmas felt further apart. Than Not they anymore. Now. Yeah. They're held in the loving arms of Jack Skellington. Yep. And you've got poor Thanksgiving in the middle, just kind of being crushed by the pressure on both sides. No, yeah, it's held up with no you know, one loves you Thanksgiving. One turkey and, and one piece of pumpkin pie, yeah. just mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been thinking about all the Christmas specials, and like I have this fondness now after like seeing so many of the old Halloween specials. Uh-huh. Like I've been looking for like the Christmas ones that we used to watch <laughs> when we were kids that were so awesome. Like I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm kind of like the Grinch. Like I, my my heart grew four sizes. That day. <laughs> I have found myself looking forward to Christmas more yeah. this year sooner than than normal. Well, your family which, makes such a, an event. Oh God, they Christmas. do. But 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 here's the other thing though: is there are, they, because my birthday is December 10th. You know, it was always a thing. You know, not to really start any visible preparation for Christmas until yeah. after my birthday. You know, and, and so I've been like, I want to go Christmas shopping. I'm like, you what? You, what? You, it's you, not. You, you haven't had your birthday, birthday yet. yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel I feel kind of strange about that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think part of it too is we've that, survived this year. Yeah, I think the last two Christmases. No, 
no, Christmas last year, I, I, I had a job. Mm-hmm. But there, there have been too many Christmases in recent years, let's put it that way, where, where I wasn't working. So, yeah. so just the fact that I can go Christmas shopping is, yeah. is yeah. Oh my gosh, Tecla and I, she's been writing her letter to Santa Claus. And, <laughs> and I feel like, I, like I, have it, I have an in with my kid because she asks for really simple things. And it makes me really happy that she isn't like, I want the pile of gold covered in sugar with like an Xbox on top. And, but she's like, you know, oh, I need a new jelly cat um, bunny. Cause this is the, oh, uh-huh. all of yeah. her bunnies are jelly cat bunnies. And, but then she needed a Zoe cat. So she needed a little brown tabby stuffed animal. Cause she needs to have a Zoe. Oh. Because Zoe, our, my cat uh, Leo died in January and our cat uh, Zoe died in June and she needs a Zoe stuffy still have with her. I'm tearing up a bit here because I adored Zoe. Oh, man. She was one of my favorite cats ever. It's hard. This has been a hard year. But, you know, um, on on the upside, there's been a lot of good, good I'm going to sound so hippy-dippy-ish saying, I've had a lot of really good growth this year and a lot of really good things have come in my life because <laughs> I, I of used, all the bad things that yeah, I I used to have a button that said, this looks like another goddamn learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's she, been your year in she, Well, and what kind of scared me, she's like, I need a, she goes, I need a, a, a tabby kitty for Zoe and I need a calico. And I'm like, what do you know about Abby that you haven't told me? <laughs> <laughs> Just stocking up ahead of time for, for, for her inevitable death. No, no, don't listen to me, Kat. No, I, she doesn't listen to anyone anymore because yeah. she's deaf as a doornail. Yes. Oh, so, oh. Oh, oh, kitty yoga. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I want to listen to Christmas music. I want to watch Christmas movies. I'm going to watch White Christmas, and I'm going to go see Auntie Mame. And <laughs> I'm wearing my goddamn fancy-ass Black yeah, Christmas Yeah, that'd be hat. pretty funny. You should watch White Christmas and Black Christmas as a, a double yes. feature. Yeah. No. <laughs> Those are... I will add that to the list of not. bad ideas yeah. that you have. I, it it's such a big list. Yeah. If you're actually keeping track of that somewhere, I, I, I need to get you a new external hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we will talk to you in two weeks yeah. with our uh, end of year recap. Uh, which and, and then after that, we'll talk to you in 2016. Oh yeah, we're real. Happy holidays.